The Humble Entrepreneur Podcast. My personal take on life and business by Robert Terry. Since 2005, I've been the co-owner of Nationwide Ventilation Limited, installing commercial kitchen ventilation. We've worked for the biggest names in the industry, including KFC and Taco Bell. The podcast gives you an insight into my journey and learnings along the way. Available on iTunes and Stitcher. Hey guys, Rob Terry here. Right, this is the fastest way that I know that you can grow your business and that is quite quick, easy and simple and that is to actually buy a business. Sounds absolutely bonkers and loads of people are going to go, well, you can't afford to buy a business, but you can. There's certain ways around it and there's certain structured deals and things you can do that will let you um, buy another business. Now, in buying another business, there's many reasons why you might want to do it, and we'll run through some of those reasons before we run through how is the simplest and uh, easiest ways to do it. And that is, there's about eight or nine different reasons that I can think of that you would want to buy a business. Some of them are pretty self-explanatory, some of them a little bit more in depth. So we'll run through why you might want to grow your business this way round. Um, a lot of people get worried about it, get scared about it, but it's not particularly difficult to do and it doesn't cost you money and you can even do it in some instances, um, no money down, which sounds a bit confusing, I know, but you know, so there's always got to be money that exchanges hands, but when I say no money down, I mean none of your own personal money down and uh, with no guarantees, that kind of thing for you yourself. So let's get into some of the reasons why you might, might want to grow your business by buying other business. Number one, Firstly, um, it gets you a market share. There's other companies out there. So if, for example, we go and buy another ductwork company or another canopy company or whatever it may be from the ventilation business, we buy their share of customers. Now, obviously, you've got to make sure they've got a share of customers that you can actually have um, and they want to be regular customers. So that's, that's what you want to be doing. You want to be buying their market share. So they've already got existing customers. They've got people they deal with. And that is also, in turn, the same thing it's doing is actually reducing the amount of competition. So I know people that have bought out other businesses just to get rid of them. as big ventilation company just up the road from us that have made several offers to us to buy out our business purely because they want us out of the marketplace. They want our market share. And it's a quick and easy way to grow your business. It gets rid of all the aches, the pains, and that kind of thing. So... Number one is to increase your market share in business. Now, number two is if it's not an aligned business, it can be a quick and easy way into a new market. For example, same thing again, ventilation business that we do, we mainly deal in end users, whereas there's other businesses out there that deal in uh, sort of specified works and things like that. Now, for us to try and get into that marketplace, we can't do that because we need to get specified, whereas we can buy a business or could buy a business that is already specified and we're going to get their market share so and it, it could be that it's a completely access to a completely new market that you're looking for and you will actually get from buying out another business now number three get into this one and that is you're, you want to acquire a particular skill set or a team now some businesses um they have a particular team of people that you're after. There could be certain people working there that you just can't actually poach them. You want to get to them and you want to employ them, but you can't actually do it. So you buy the business out there working for. I know that sounds bonkers. I know that sounds crazy, but I know people that have actually done that. 
they wanted a particular sales force, a sales team, and they wanted to take the whole team pretty much lock, stock and barrel. So they went and they bought the business that they were working for. Now, quite quick and quite simple, there's there's obviously you've got the Tupi regulations, all that kind of thing, which I'm not going to go into because it's continuation of employment, a whole nother podcast to talk about things, um, or a whole nother live, whichever you're listening on. But if you want to acquire a particular skill set or team, talented team of people, you can go and you can buy them. You may want to get a team of designers, graphic designers, any of those kind of things, but you can go and do it. So that's number three. Number four, it can give you access to a new geographical territory. So by that, I mean, it could be that you're buying a business based down in, you're based in the southeast of England like we are, and you want to buy one in the southwest of England, or you want access to that market in the southwest of England. If you buy a business that is in that area and running from that area, you are then going to have access to that geographical territory. It could be a, a, a foreign, many people do it in foreign countries, they want to get a foothold, and we're probably talking some slightly larger businesses here, they actually want to get themselves a foothold in another country, so they will buy a business in that country, so that then it gives them that foothold, they've already got the market, they've already got it in place, so um, it, it's already there for them, they don't have to worry about it. So that's number four, it gives you access to a complete new geographical territory, potentially, if that's what you're looking for. So number five, there is a reduced risk to it because you are already buying a business that's got the team set up, it's got the processes in place, it's got the procedures in place, it's got the customers in place. So the reduced risk is massive compared to what it would be if you were starting that from yourself. You think if you need, like, you're buying a business that's got, say, 12 people in it, all that are running that function, they know that business, they know how it works, they know to do what you want to do, so it's already there and it's in place. And you could get, pick up, I don't know, a million pounds worth of extra turnover in a business from someone that's doing that, and you've already got the facilities in place to cope with it. I mean, you think about it, if you suddenly wanted to get a million pounds worth more work or more turnover in your business, what you would actually have to do to do that? You'd have to get the sales in the first place, you'd have all, all the infrastructure that's going in with it as well at the same time. So, and there's a lot of risk involved in doing that. And it can take time to do that as well. You're not just gonna do that overnight. Whereas if you wanna do it really quickly, it, <coughs> excuse me, business sale could go through relatively quickly and in a really short period of time. And it is a real quick and easy way to grow your market share, grow your business. So number five, it's reduced risk. So number six, you're looking to acquire a particular product, service, or a piece of technology. Many tech companies have done this. They've bought out smaller companies that have got a piece of a product, for example. I think going back in the day, Apple did it originally. With um, They bought an arm of uh, 3M that had designed the mouse. They wanted to use the mouse, but they didn't have the patent on it. So the only way they could get around it was to buy that arm and take it off their hands. So they did that. Um, Again, it could be a particular type of product, it could be a particular type of service that you physically can't get to. They're, the company that owns it may have it tied up in patents or any other things or trademarks, all of those sort of things. You may not be able to physically able to access it. So the only way you can actually get access to that is to take it over and buy the business. Now, for example, um, we do our own odor control products. Now at the time, there was a, a little while back, um, odor control products, really quickly, because then we're going to detail, they basically get rid of the smells from the cooking process. And we wanted to design our own product, or we wanted our own product ourselves that did it to save buying it in. We looked at very early stage at buying a company out that did it 
it didn't work out for many reasons, but at the time we was looking at it because it would have meant we had the product there then straight away and we could have made UV bits and pieces and it would have been out there in the market. So we would have acquired that product by buying the business and it would have given us access to a lot more customers, a lot bigger business, that kind of thing. So number seven is that one. Uh, sorry, number six that was. Now number seven, moving on to that, is that it saves time. I've said it before, it's quick, it's easy, and it's a lot simpler to just buy the business, the expertise in, the infrastructure is already there, the database of people is already there, the customers are there, everything is all there, and it saves time. All right, it may take you five or six months to actually set that, uh, get the actual sale to go through, but that's a lot quicker than trying to build a business from zero and scratch. It will give you immediate access to that market. Obviously, you've got to make sure that you can actually fulfill what they're doing to do, or what they are going to do, and um, that, that's basically gonna give you that access. So it's a lot quicker time frame to be doing it. So that's number seven. Last one, number eight. This is probably more applicable to the bigger boys out there again, but it creates economies of scale. If you can get all of you together, you can be buying product much cheaper. I think it was the Rockefellers going back years and years and years. They used to do this. They used to buy businesses up and incorporate, under, incorporate it under their umbrella. So they had a massive conglomeration of buying power so that it kept them, um, it kept their prices down. It got all their prices down. They had the economies of scale in terms of buying products and that kind of thing, and on the market side. So it gives you, it can give you, if you're buying the, the right sort of types of businesses, that kind of thing, it can give you great economies of scale at the same time. So I'll quickly go through them eight factors as to why you might want to buy a business to grow. And there are other factors as well. This isn't a definitive list. These are just the ones that we're coming up with at the moment. So buys your market share and reduces competition, number one. Uh, number two gives you easy quick access to a new market number three you can get a particular skill set or team or a group of employment people that you want in number four it gives you access to a new geographical territory number five there is reduced risk in setting it up as it, compared to what it would be setting it up to a new business six you acquire a particular product or service a bit like the skill set in the team but slightly different because you're after the product or the service Number seven, it takes your time. It saves your time on building or what it would do to build you from scratch. Number eight, it creates great economies of scale. Now, they're all lovely and fantastic reasons, but I can hear you going, oh, I can't afford to spend thousands and thousands of pounds. I can't afford to do it. I don't want the risk of having to spend that amount of money. Now, traditionally, in the good old days, you would potentially have to stump up your own money, remortgage your house or whatever it may be to actually come up with it but nowadays there are a number of different options that you can do and we, i know these can be done because when we originally got, got up and running this is exactly one of the things that we did to get the business up and running when we bought another business out so um there's um five different ways you can go about funding this some of which are the, the basic obvious from loans right the way through to other ones but there is not just, it doesn't have to just be the traditional, I'm gonna give you a quarter of a million pound, 10,000, whatever it may be. The, the sum's irrelevant, whatever it may be. But there is alternative ways to actually funding the sale of the business. Now, the quick and easier one is to do a buyout over a period of time from the profits the business make, and obviously then you base it on the performance of the business. So there's so many people out there as well that at the moment, you can find a business that's not really performing very well, the management team are coming up for retirement, the owners coming up for retirement, those kind of things, and you will pick some bargains up, particularly at the moment, because 
there's so much shit going on, but you will get some bargains and you will find one of those, you'll find that it's quite nice and easy and convenient for them. You can turn around and say, right, your business is worth 250,000 pound. We're gonna give you 50,000 pound a year out of the profits of that business. You get your 250,000 pound. And then what we do on top of that is we pay a percentage rate of interest because you're buying it out over, over a period of time. The sweetener for the deal is that Yes, the business may be worth £250,000, but they're actually going to get slightly more than what the business is worth, depending on anything you agree on. You might want to base it on Bank of England uh, interest rates or whatever it may be, but you can actually do that. You can turn around and say, right, we're going to pay you X amount a year, X amount a week, or whatever the term may be, and then we're going to agree a percentage interest. So if it's worth, say to you, it's worth 10% above base rate, that's what you do. You add that on top, and that is the sweetener. That is a fantastic way of doing it because it means you don't have to stump any money in yourself um, for doing it. The business doesn't have to stump any money in. And all you are doing is the chances are that the person who is in there and in that business is taking money out of the business anyway. So all it is doing is taking what essentially the owner was doing and buying them out that way. So it's a nice, easy way to do it. You just buy it out of the profits of the business. But on the flip side, if the business doesn't perform well, doesn't have a such a good year, you've almost got a ratchet clause in of, I can't pay you because it's not making any money. Now, trust me, it's a fantastic way of buying a business. If you can do it, and at the moment, there are lots of people out there that are willing to do it, to sell a business that way, and where are willing to buy a business that way. So that's number one. That's the easy one. Do a buyout share from the profits, but you're going to have to chuck a sweetener in there as well. It may mean that you've either got to pay over the odds. Like I say, if the business is worth, say, £200,000, you may have to pay £250,000 over the odds, or you may have to pay what the business is technically worth plus a percentage of interest. Because effectively, what they're doing is they're almost loaning you the money to buy the business. So that's number one. Number two, and again, this is going to depend on the type of business, whatever it may be, and that is to refinance the assets of the business. Now, it could be that the building, the uh, the business owns the building that it's in, so what you can actually do is remortgage that building to pay off the loan or to do a part. You may find that you, know, you can do some of these as sort of hybrid models, so you can pay the um, the owner a chunk up front and then uh, and the X amount over a number of years or anything like that. But a great way of potentially doing it, and it's obviously the business has got to have the assets available in it. It could be machinery, it could be property or any of those sort of things. But if there are assets within the business, it could be that you refinance those. Again, you personally are not putting any money into it because you are you go to a finance company, they pay you the money and they hold the title against the whatever it may whatever the asset may be. So if there's a problem, they take the asset rather than coming and chasing you personally for the money. Um, that's another nice way of doing it. Again, obviously, because it's no money down for you personally or for your business. I mean, you may have a business that's running really well, got plenty of money in it, it can buy out that business from doing it, but the first two are great options for if you haven't got the physical money in it or you haven't got the money that you want to put in it because you perceive it to be too much risk to do so, you can use either of these options. You can put your buyout share from the profits or, as I said, number two, you can refinance assets from the business. Most businesses you will find have got assets in them of some degree or another, all of which are going to be worth varying different amounts. So it's worth getting it all double checked out first before and then obviously before you even decide consider buying any business, you have to do your due diligence on them to make sure that it's right to do so. So that's number two. So number three is to find 
a business partner. You may find somebody that has got the money, you've got the know-how, and I know again this is done because some of the biggest people out there have done exactly that. They've stumped in. I mean, Rob Moore famously always says that it was um, his partner's money that got their business going, where it was sort of his know-how, his sales ability that did the other side of it. So they're complementary roles to each other, but you can find that you will get um, a, a, an actual business partner. You may even just get a passive partner. You may just get somebody that wants to loan you the money and they'll take their share back of the money out from the business. So you could find a passive partner or you might find an active partner within the business. Chances are you're probably going to want to find, they're probably going to want um, to be an active partner because it's their money they're stumping in subject to what you agree with it but that is another potential way of you not having to either put part of the money in or all of the money is if you can find a partner to do so it is possible again i know it's possible because i know people that have done it this way around so that's number three number four and that is to find external investors you've got angels out there that will buy into a business they're obviously going to want to take a percentage of the business but you are still getting that market share you are still getting all of the benefits from doing it at the same time so that is outside investment um it could be like i say it could be an individual it could be a conglomeration any of those sort of things but again it is not your own personal money that you are stumping in or your own personal risk that you are stumping in to do it so there are four great ways there that you can buy a business either all of it or a partial amount of that business without actually potentially having to put no money down yourself. Now, when I say no money down, I don't mean you're getting it for nothing. There, there's no such thing as no money down in the real sense of the term. No money down, all it means is that you are not potentially paying that money yourself. Um, so it, somebody's got to pay the money, obviously, because the deal's got to be done, the money's got to exchange hands for them to buy the business, but it's not necessarily your own personal money or anything that you're investing into it. So there's four ways of doing it. Then obviously you had the final fifth way, which is um, you actually go and get a loan yourself or you remortgage something or whatever it may be of your own, maybe your own personal assets, you may remortgage your house or whatever it may be to buy it. So that's the five separate ways you can buy it. Obviously the final way, your cock is on the block, yeah? You are the one that is exposed to the business and you are then gonna have to fund it, whatever it may be, but you're gonna then potentially have to pay it back. So there are ways around from doing it. I'll quickly run through them again. The first four are what we pretty much say are what we would class as no money down. So that means none of your own personal money down. And that's a buyout. So number one, it buy out from the profit share of the business plus the sweetener of um, an agreed interest rate on top of that. Number two is to refinance the assets of the business um, and pay the the person you're buying it from with that. Number three is to find a passive business partner or a business partner that's going to stump the money in, whereas you run it, they sit there passively just taking their money back plus a share or so on top of it. Number four, outside investment. External investors, trust me, there are many out there at the moment, particularly at the moment because Brexit's gone through. They are all looking at deals to get into the UK, particularly in manufacturing, trust me, because we're getting approached, not daily, but fairly often, but certainly at least weekly. And then number five is the option of you actually getting the money yourself. You've either got the money in savings or you've got the money in assets that you can refinance yourself. But like I say, option number five is the one where your cock is on the block. You've got to make sure payments are met or whatever, whatever it may be because that's your money. So if you can go down any of those four prior options, 
so that you are not actually having to put your money in. And trust me, there will be people out there that will take those deals because we've done it ourselves. I've done it in business myself. We actually did a profit buyout share for another business ourselves, and it gained us a lovely chunk of market share um, from the competition and took a piece of competition out of the process, guys. So hope that all makes sense. Gone through it relatively quickly, but you will, I will chat this up onto the Humble Entrepreneur podcast and you will be able to um, get it back, um, get, get the information back to listen to again. So hope it's going to be a benefit to you guys. And trust me, it is nowhere near as scary as it sounds buying a business is what you think. You've just got to make sure you do your due diligence, to make sure it's the right deal for you and that everything is as it appears to be with the business. But once you've done that, then look at those different options for buying the business, guys, because it will give you market share. It may be a particular brand name. I know there's certain brand names. People want to buy the brand name of, say, Tesco's or in the watch trade, because I dare say Connor's probably going to tune in this, listen to this at some point. Somebody in the watch trade is going to want a particular name or a brand, and they will buy a business for that. So loads of different reasons why you could buy a business, should buy a business, and four or five different reasons how to buy it, guys. Right, leave you all to it, and I'll speak to you later on. Thanks very much for tuning in, guys, that are listening, and those that are listening on the P, uh, the podcast, please do share it with other people because it's going to be a benefit to them as well. Right, speak to you later on, guys. Cheers. Bye. Remember, folks, stay humble and let your success talk for you. See you later. I think we have to go.